0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Action Academy podcast. I am your host, as always, Brian Lubin. Welcome, welcome to all of our new listeners. We have a bunch of you guys. There are five episodes a week of the Action Academy podcast where we give you the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps to earn freedom in your life and business. Today's podcast features me on the opposite end of the mic as a guest on another podcast called Entrepreneurs on Fire, which is one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. And is one of the largest podcasts on entrepreneurship with over 100 million downloads hosted by my new friend and mentor, John Lee Dumas. And this show is one of the reasons that I got into podcasting and started this business around the podcast was because of John. So it was a very cool full circle moment for me to be featured on his show. So if you guys can sit tight for about 17 minutes, I will hopefully be adding a lot of value into your Monday morning, afternoon, or any other day that you are listening to this episode. Without any further ado, here is John Lee Dumas and me.
1: Ready to rock today, Fire Nation, JLD here, and welcome to Entrepreneurs on Fire, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, with great shows like Socialettes. Today, we'll be talking about going from passive income to passionate income. To drop these value bombs, I brought Brian Lubin into EO Fire Studios. Brian hit financial freedom through real estate and podcasting at 27 years old. He's now left corporate America and is traveling the world full-time. And today Fire Nation, we're going to talk about the four-step framework for freedom. We'll talk about passionate income. We're going to talk about mindset, mentorship, and masterminds. Brian, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something that you believe about becoming successful that most people disagree with.
0: What is up, my brother from another mother down in Puerto Rico? What's up, guys? This is Brian. I would say the number one thing that I think about becoming successful that others disagree with or maybe are just unaware of is I think that success is a game of subtraction rather than addition. Everyone goes on this journey and they start out right out the gate where they're trying to add this skill, add this tool, add this mindset, this Airbnb flipping strategy. But really, success is found in the subtraction of those limiting beliefs, those stories that you told yourself that when you from when you were a kid about why you can't do it, all the reasons and doubts that you have. If you subtract those, that's a better game to play to get you where you want to be fast. Yeah, I
1: love that. And there's another word that I feel like people don't understand in the entrepreneurial game, and that is enough. Like you need to Mm. know when you've gotten to enough, like enough revenue, enough things on your plate. And maybe if you want to even say, I've got enough on my plate, how do I subtract Brian just said, but you've got to understand it's not a game about just adding more and more, more money, more tasks, more skills, more things, more X, more Y, more Z. No, you need to get to what is enough for you. And that enough needs to be what is like the perfect lifestyle that you can create in this moment in time, which will adjust over time, by the way, maybe that does mean later you're adding a couple things here, subtracting a couple things there, get to that enough fire nation. And we're talking today about going from passive income to passionate income with my man, Brian here and Brian fire nation. We love stories. So tell us your story of leaving corporate America.
0: Cool. So I went and graduated college, pretty traditional upbringing, hopped into corporate America. I was one of the few demented individuals that actually chose to be in sales. So I did that. Everyone told me I wouldn't make it to the top of the company. But within one year, they said, it's oh, two or three years. And I said, okay, cool. This is my first big, hairy, audacious goal. I want to be the top person in the company in one year. Did everything I could to make it up there. And I did it. And I was number eight at a 5,079 in that position, got it to the mountaintop. And I realized I was climbing the wrong freaking mountain, John. I made it to the top and I was like, what am I doing? This is not fulfilling. So that started me on my real estate journey. Once I got to that point, I went down into the valley of despair, realizing that I was pursuing the wrong goal, started buying real estate eventually led me to me podcasting. Myself, you were one of my inspirations for Aww. that. And then we went from there to getting the starts and the beginnings of a media company paired with my real estate. I was able to quit that corporate job after three and a half years and hop on a one-way flight and now I'd travel around the world and live my dream life, my big, exciting life.
1: I love how you said you climbed to the top of the ladder. You peeked over that wall and you're like, that is not an appealing place. Like why am I working so hard to get there? And I had such a similar experience in corporate America. I was, let me think, like 28 years old or something. And mm. I was doing the same thing. I was in John Hancock, downtown Boston. I'm putting in the hours. I remember I was the last person in the office. And I remember my boss called me over here and he was just like, Hey, John, you're doing great things. Like you're the top sales guy in your area. Watch out. You're going to have my job one day. And I looked at him and he was like, Tired, overweight. Uh. He did not look happy. He was like in a rumpled suit. And I could just, I just knew that like he was a good guy. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, that is not what I want. I knew the kind of life that guy led and it was not what I wanted. And that's when I pulled the plug, started shifting around. Wasn't immediate success from there, Fire Nation. It rarely is, but it got me on the path to where I am today. And You have a four-step framework for freedom, something both you and I have acquired, Brian, freedom. Break down that four-step framework for us right now.
0: Absolutely. So when it comes to the whole freedom journey, we talk about all the woo-woo stuff, which you guys would be so ticked off when you realize that it works, right? (laughs) (laughs) So the affirmations, the visualization, all that stuff, promise you it works. But just to prove it, we have to have our head in the clouds, but our feet on the ground as well. So I was like, if I'm going to talk about all this woo-woo stuff, I need to talk about some actionable tactical steps that people can take. And so what I did is essentially created the four-step framework from what I did personally. And we've tested that with a couple of people, and it works. So step one is creating what's called Vivid Vision. So that is a book by Cameron Harold. Highly recommend it. It's forecasting what your life looks like in three years and writing it down in present tense. And that's your dream life. And that's being really crystal clear on that. Step two is building a financial foundation. This is the unsexy stuff that nobody really likes talking about. This isn't where it's very fun and sexy and you're able to go do all the fun stuff. It's going to be buying that cash flow in real estate, like flipping those first couple of houses, doing the first couple of burrs, Maybe buying the dividend stocks, maybe buying a cash flowing business like a laundromat or a car wash, something like that. Just enough cash flow and passive income to cover your fixed expenses. People talk about this $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 a month. I say, figure what your fixed expenses are, get that covered. Number three is being able to, after that, and after you have your financial foundation, you're going to go. And you're going to seek and put all your energy and effort into finding mentorships and communities of peers and people that are where the heck you want to be. And then when you get to there, then you're able to immerse yourself in their world and create businesses with them on the side. So while you're doing this, is all during while you're working. So you're going to build this stuff to the side while you're working. It's like a skyscraper. You have your foundation, then you have your frame, and then you have your freedom tower. So this is where you're gonna have all these people that are on top of what your foundation was that you built, and you're gonna create all these side projects with them. And that's where the fun comes in. I think that's where the passionate income comes in the passive from from passive to passionate, that's the passionate part.
1: We're gonna get there, but Fire Nation, I just want you to be thinking about vision. I want you to be thinking about foundation. I want you to be thinking about frame, and I want you thinking about freedom, the VFF. Now, we all Bam. have heard about passive income. My buddy, Pat Flynn, built a whole brand around smart passive income, but talk to us about the concept of passionate income in comparison with passive income.
0: Cool, so we are, what, at year 10 from the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss?
1: I think it's more than that. Wasn't that launched in 28, 2008? Oh,
0: God, man, we're getting old. We're getting old, we man. Be
1: 14 years in, brother.
0: Yeah, 14 years, so we've got enough skin in the game now to where we've been talking about financial independence, retire early, passive income. This has been the topic of conversation. This is chapter one in the book of life, I think, to where now we are over a decade later, everyone's still talking about passive income and it's awesome. But here's what's happening. Here's the phenomenon that I'm seeing across the board and on my show as well, is people are now hitting that. People have been on this journey for five, 10 years. Now they're hitting enough to be able to be financially independent and retired. Now what happens? They don't know who they are, John. They don't know what they want to do. They don't know what fires them up or what they like. And they're going to be really ticked off to learn that once you achieve everything that you're trying to achieve, you can only be on the beach for about two weeks before you're hungover and sunburned. <laughs> but even you down there in Puerto Rico, you're laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. You have to build something. So what I tell people is you build a passive income as a means For passionate income. The goal is not to just stop working completely. The goal is to leave the job you hate for work that you love. And so I want people to be able to leave that corporate job that they despise and do that thing that fires them up, that's fired them up since they were a kid, build a business around that because they have the financial security and foundation from phase one that they can take a calculated risk on themselves. That's the passionate income. And if you go to Italy, Japan, all these places with these people that are centurions, they all are doing meaningful work with their families that fires them up. I think that's the freaking key.
1: So I just did a little Googling and four hour work week launched in 2007. So we're talking oh my God. 15 <laughs> years ago, that amazing book was launched. Cause you said 10 years. I was like, wait, I launched entrepreneurs on fire 10 years ago. And I know four hour work was around for a while before that. So that is insane that it's been around for that long. And you're so right though. At the end of the day, it's like, how much sitting by a pool and getting sun can we really get? And you're drinking margaritas and mojitos and all those virgin pina coladas that we love. and Only so much, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Because if you got to a place where you've created this freedom for yourself, you're a hard charger on some level. And hard chargers like to charge. So where's mm-hmm. that passion? Brian, I want to just leave it at this line and have you expound. You got a one-way ticket to travel on July 6th. You just bought a one-way flight. Tell us more.
0: Yeah. So that was part of my three-year vivid vision was I wanted to leave that life of putting on my shirt and tie, being clean shaven, and going and doing the same thing, rinse and repeat every single day like I was in the freaking matrix. And I had on my vision, I had on my vision board, I had on the lock screen on my phone was having that freedom to do what I want when I want with who I want. And John, if you gave me $100 million today and you said, go do anything that you want, money's not an object, what I would tell you is what I would do is travel around the world and podcast, which is what I do. So that was on my vision board. And I did that, I stared at it. And instead of doing it in three years, I did it in 1.2 years. And so that one-way flight was that pivot point where I was like, okay, I'm leaving my comfort zone way behind in the rear view. And I'm going to push forward into this to now I travel the world full time. I've been to like nine countries already. I'm like in month two and a half of this <laughs> journey. And the plan is going to be six to 12 months of this and then perpetually the rest of my life. So it's a lot for a guy from South <laughs> South of Tennessee to go from that to this now. And anything is possible. You just have to write, put the right attention and intention to it.
1: Tennessee. Fire Nation, what is your vivid vision. Do you have one right now? Because if you don't, it's never to come true (laughs) because you need to have it first to make that stuff happen. And I do talk about mentorship and masterminds all the time here on Entrepreneurs on Fire. It's true. You've heard of Fire Nation. What are your beliefs, Brian, around the power of mentorship, the power of masterminds on one's entrepreneurial journey?
0: I think it's an absolute cheat code. I think when you get up to a certain level, you realize when you're looking above the forest and above the trees and you're looking down at them, you realize that all you had to do was hire that guide from the very beginning and you wouldn't have had to fumble through the freaking forest for a decade (laughs) trying to figure out your way through life and business. So I think that everyone's core mission in life and core focus should be finding what mentors are where they want to be and obsessing over being in that person's world and obsessing over adding value to that person. And there's two ways to do it. You can either pay to play or seek to serve to get a mentor. So you're either paying for their time and coaching, or you're finding a specific problem that they have that you can solve. So it's not a general shotgun approach. You're being a freaking sniper that goes to help solve their problem. So that is the accelerant to everything. And what it really is, even if you have to pay for the mentor or the mastermind, what you're paying for is getting your time back, whereas it may have taken you five, ten years to do X, Y, Z. You can be in a group, in a room of people that have already done that, and they can maybe help you do that in six months. So my my five-year plan was to leave my job and to travel. I did it in six months because of that. So I can <laughs> talk from the rooftops about that as an example And I hope other people focus on that as much as I did because I'll never stop.
1: One thing that I'm such a believer in is that you need to find somebody who is currently where you want to be in about a year's time. That person is a fantastic mentor for you because they have recently trodden down the path that you want to trod down where is that person? Find them, make them your mentor, be aggressive. And then you have to be part of a mastermind. You have to have people that are going to push you, hold you accountable, challenge you and you them. So key. Let's talk about mindsets. Does mindsets play a role in our success?
0: Absolutely. So I think that when it comes to big, hairy, audacious goals or impossible goals, if you want to label it that, I think that mindset is the number one thing that helps you get there because what happens is we tend to set goals that are only five to 10% past what we've previously experienced to be true, right? Because that's our comfort zone. But if you are in the mindset to where you have exposure to these communities and these mentors, like we just talked about, the easiest way to build a $10 million business is put yourself in the room of people building a hundred million dollar business. That's the easiest way
1: yourself with people who you're inspired by, who you look up to, who you're motivated by, who are going to cause you to grow. Why do you think I end every episode by saying you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with? Maybe because you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Brian, you've given value bomb after value bomb, brother. You're in Budapest right now. You're rocking the mic. It's pouring outside, but you're still here crystal clear, coming across the Atlantic Ocean, all the way to Puerto Rico to drop these value bombs. What's the one key takeaway you really want to make sure Fire Nation gets from this conversation?
0: I want them to know that it is very important to know what the heck that you want to do and where the heck that you want to be. Because I can go down the street and I'm friends with a lot of investors. I talk to them every single day from seven figures to 10 figures. And A lot of them can tell me the best strategy of how to get there, and they could tell me about Airbnbs, apartments, stock market, crypto, whatever have you. But it's very few times that I could be able to ask someone, what do you want in life? What does a perfect day look like? And have them answer that with a level of clarity that will get them where they want to be. So I would leave everybody with that challenge to think about what does your perfect life and what does your perfect day look like? And design everything that you do around that because Simon Sinek said, you have to start with a powerful why to get where you want to go whenever crap gets hard on the journey because it will, guaranteed.
1: How can Fire Nation connect with you? What call to action do you have for our listeners?
0: You're one of my mentors when it comes to the podcast game. So while I don't do seven episodes a week like John does, I do five (laughs) episodes a week with my podcast, The Action Academy. I do interviews with seven to 10 figure entrepreneurs. I've had Brandon Turner from Bigger Pockets, Jeff Hoffman, the founder of Priceline.com. We talk about the mindsets, methods, and actual steps for you to earn freedom in your life and business. So while we talk about a lot of achievement, we also talk about the fulfillment. So while we may be talking about how they got to where they got financially, we'll also say, hey, here's some sacrifices I made along the way that I shouldn't have, and here's how I would fix that. So we can get you achieved and fulfilled to actually have success. So that's my baby, the Action Academy podcast. Go listen there.
1: Action Academy podcast. Because Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with BL and JLD today. So keep up the heat head over to eofire.com, type Brian in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop right up. Brian, thank you, brother, for sharing your truth, your knowledge, your value with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Thanks, guys. Hey, real quick. If you're still listening to today's episode, I'm assuming you got value from it, so I need your help specifically. My two-year vision with this show is to help over 1 million people do what they want, when they want, with who they want, and I can only do that with your help. There are two main ways that a podcast grows. One is through ratings and reviews, and the other is word of mouth. If you could please leave me a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as send this to one or two friends that you think would get value from it, we can reach the people that we're looking to reach. Thanks in advance. Talk tomorrow.